Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Oh, well, like they say in Poltergeist, I'm back. That's right, Tommy the True Newbauer is back in the saddle again along with his good buddy, uh, Danny Bush, and I'm getting the two Dans confused here because we have a special guest, Dan Johnson from Dan Johnson Taxidermy in the studio. Sam on the boards as usual. And yes, I am glad to be back because we come here every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. We are the Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors, and you can always get a hold of us via phone. It is a live show, and it is partly your show, too. All you got to do is call us at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Or email us live again at the at the Skipper Buds inbox, Skipper Buds, excuse me, the Smokies inbox at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Okay, gentlemen, we're back. Good morning, Tom. Yeah, good morning. Danny's engulfed in reading. <laughs> engulfed in reading. Well, Tom, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, three weeks ago, you were undergoing... Major surgery, having your tonsils removed in your yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, I wish it were your tonsils <laughs> removed in your yeah. back. So it's hard to keep yeah. a good man down. Yeah, that's right. And it wasn't yeah. the same without you, so it's good to have <clears throat> you back. Yeah, well, it's good to be back, yeah. Yeah, I, you sound and look good. I, I missed yakking on the phone. Yeah, and a hell of a way to lose 20 pounds, too. <laughs> Is that what you lost there? Yeah. And now you said the doctor's got you walking now? Is that oh, what you're I've supposed been to do? Here, here, I'll tell you something real quick. I mean, I, I don't want to spend too much time on it and bore people, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Right after the bypass surgery, that, that it was done at like 7 in the morning. It was done by 11 or whatever time. That afternoon, late afternoon, I was sitting up in a chair, okay. all right, out of the bed in a chair with all these wires attached to me and whatever. And uh, the very next day, I was walking the halls. Very next day. I mean, it was like, wow. Now, did the doc, they, they force you to walk. Yeah, they, they say want you, you to walk. you got to get up and get you moving. Got, you got to get the the heart pumping. You got to you got to get it using those new arteries and all that. Got to get that blood pumping through. Yeah. It's not a break-in period. I guess not. It, it's like it's <laughs> like a car don't yeah. drive above right. fifty for the right. first uh, right. well, actually, miles. Yeah, I do have a break. <laughs> don't have probably no heart breaking. Break. Probably not going to ruin that yeah. rule. No, I do have a break-in period <laughs> for uh, for like three months. Oh, you do? Yeah, three yeah. months. I I won't be going back to work till like middle of February. Okay. So, oh, really? So yeah. they say no. So work. there's like three months break in period where you know no lifting of things, no 
No, walking is the best for you. Walking though. is the yeah. best. I mean, there's other exercises too. You know that you yeah. do, but uh, that's the best. Yeah. You could so. uh, maybe get one of those some older, you know, aerobics tape or something. You know, get the Jane Fonda workout series. And I think that might be put too on much. Your leotards <laughs> and stand in front of the TV with your I think, wife. I think that'd Jacqueline. be too much. Yeah. yeah. We could uh, get you Richard Simmons, maybe. No, I don't. I don't think I'll be be doing that for a while. No, <laughs> well, for it's, a while. it's good. To, you know, it's, but, you talk about walking. My nephew, he had his liver transplant, and thanks for everybody's prayers there as well. He's doing pretty good. He's back home. He's driving a vehicle again, but after his transplant, one day they kept nagging him to walk. Yeah, and they kept nagging him. He didn't feel like walking, so then he thought, "Screw it!" So he started walking, and walking, and walking, and he walked for like hours. They and finally, finally, they said, okay, you got to go back in. You said, go back to your bed. And then one of the nurses came in the next day and said, yeah, I, I think you just set a world record for most, most, most time walked by a transplant really? patient. Really? But he was just so aggravated with them where they he said, yeah. you want me to walk? Okay, I'll walk. I'll walk. I'll show you. Yeah. So that's what he did. He walked and walked yeah. and walked and walked. Well, I walked until my... Until my, you know, because of the neuropathy mm-hmm. in my lower legs and feet, because of that, I walk until my feet and legs start to hurt, and then I, then I, then I sit down, you know, then I take it easy. So right, so I just keep doing it more often during the day, more times. That's all. So what is with this weather? What is going on? People are have been ice fishing, you know. I yeah. mean, they're ice fishing up north, of course, and down here there were people fishing a few weeks ago. I and wouldn't not, go on no ice down here. I wouldn't. I be. I think we talked about that, Danny, on the phone. Why would people go out for some six-inch bluegills on an inch or two of ice? That's crazy. That is nuts. It ain't yeah. worth it. Yeah, I talked to somebody who was supposed to go up ice fishing, and uh, and apparently they got all that snow, and he said, you know, I'm not going to go out on a bunch of slushy, yeah. foot of slushy snow on top of ice. Right. That's even worse. That's even worse because you have no clue. You have yeah. no clue what's what's going on. And I guess northern Wisconsin there. is going to get another 6 to 12 inches today now, or did this they, weekend. Did, this they get, weekend. They, did they get blasted pretty good this week? Or? Uh, yeah, I talked to a lady yesterday yeah. up in Phillips. They had 12 inches yeah. on the ground. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. So... So winter winter's coming early this year, and I think that didn't it say that in the Farmer's Almanac that it was supposed to come early? Yeah. I think? Oh, maybe. That, maybe they're right once in a while, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even a blind squirrel's got to find a right. nut once in a while. So, yeah, maybe they were right about that. Win- My goodness, winter's coming early. Which, uh, being as you just mentioned winter, I'm going to just read this for sh- for, yeah. for our shooters out there. This is from WCTC. They got a winter league announcement. And basically their 2020 league at WCTC, which has a great firing range out there, is going to start Sunday, January 12th. It'll run for eight weeks uh, until Sunday, March 8th. And uh, it won't be running on the Super Bowl, however, so you can go to your party on there. Um, but the shooting, shooting times... Uh, are from 3 to 6 p.m., and the cost is 50 bucks for one category, $75 if you want to do all eight categories or more than one category, and the deadline to sign up is January 5th. And uh, you also have to have a, a, a range membership, which is really pretty cheap, so you can sign up for both. Go to www.wctc.edu slash firing range. I'm prob- I'm thinking of signing up, Tom. Yeah, I think I might sign up yeah. and do one of the pistol categories. Give okay. me something to do on a 
Sunday afternoon in winter. From yeah, uh, what else do you do from cold, three to six? Snowy winter day. Yeah, exactly. Right. Ooh, nice, nice range too. Yeah, yeah that is. That is a nice place. So I want to invite people, if you have any questions, since we have the taxidermy expert here today, if you have any questions about whether it be your fish or animals, whatever you got that you're thinking about mounting, Dan Johnson is here to answer all of those. And I know, you know, when people go out to your shop, they see all kinds of cool stuff, you know, and... uh I could tell you some hunting stories because I've heard them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can you, imagine. You, I can imagine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, well, my son Nick, who you met this morning, he got his bear this year. Not a real big one, you know, like 175 pounds. And, uh, and he got a, 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 a deer bow hunting. He didn't get one gun hunting. So, oh, well, that's the way it goes. But he's got enough venison in the freezer so and bear in the freezer. <laughs> so... Now, for the hunters out there that that want to get a head mount, um, first of all, when you're field dressing, what should you not do and what should you do? Yeah, don't don't do any cutting in front of the legs. That's the biggest thing we see right now. Is guys, uh, you know, cutting them up way up into the brisket or into the neck, and okay, you know, don't cut in front of the legs. Okay, so know? basically, okay. so like, um, I but, never used to do this, but. Uh, my friend Scott, who, who I deer hunt with, he always likes to go break right through all the ribs right up to the neck when he's cleaning it. I never used to do that. I used to just reach up from, you know, right. underneath the rib cage. But really, if you're going to get it mounted, you don't want to do that. No. I mean, you, you can cut up into the brisket. Yeah. But, I mean, we can sew it and you're not going to see that. But the problem is these guys cut underneath the arms. Oh, okay. And they cut, oh. for, they cut forward. Oh, well, that you need that hide underneath there, and it's yeah. on the back half of the skin then. Oh, no. So yeah. that, that's the biggest thing. And, and bring the whole thing in. Don't, you know, sometimes they'll cut it, and then they'll go, I want that pose there. Well, geez, you need more hide to do that. <laughs> you know? yeah. So bring the whole hide bring the, with it. Bring yeah. the whole thing. Skin it all, all together at once. That way you're not cutting hair and have hair all in your meat. Yeah. You know, bring the whole thing in. You make your choice on what you want for the pose. We'll cut the extra off and throw it away. Yeah, you know, or give it back to you, whatever you want to do with it. Well, you mean as far as the meat and stuff, then the hide, the hide, the hide. hide. Yeah, yeah. Don't bring me. Don't bring the meat. Don't bring the whole deer. Don't bring the whole animal. (laughs) Some guys pull up in the front of the shop and they got this thing. Well, you want to cape it out? I went, no, No. I'm not the butcher. You're the butcher. Well, that's the other suggestion (laughs) I would say is um, I know the butchers are pretty good about if you take a buck into them. They'll even ask you, "Do you want us to cape it out?" Mm -hmm. You know, and and they're pretty good at doing it. They are good. Mm-hmm. So rather than yeah. do it yourself, I guess if you got a big buck and you got it in your garage, don't unless you're really good, don't get your brother-in-law to come over and help you do it yourself. S- spend a hundred bucks or whatever and take it to a, a or, butcher or call. You know, yeah, that's right. They come in my. I says, hey, I'll I'll come out to your truck and show you. You know, and I show them where to cut and everything. I go, you know, just call somebody and ask them. Right. If you mm-hmm. never did it, most guys have done it before. Right. Well. You know. Yeah, but you know, there there's experienced guys and guys who yeah. are it's their first time, and then they're like scratching their head. What <laughs> now? I, I, I walked out to a guy's <laughs> car a couple of years ago, and I said, "Yeah, you gotta. I need the hide in front of the deer, you know, or behind the legs. I need I need all this stuff, you know." And he he comes back later. He actually took a sawzall, I think, and sawed the deer in half, and brings me the whole. whole oh no! Deer. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Well, you said you needed it in front of the you know legs and stuff." And I go, but oh. now I got to skin this whole thing out, you know. So he sawed it in half? He sawed it in half. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, the front half. 
Well, so, just following cool. instructions, yeah. right? He did, okay, you want that? Here you go, buddy. So once you have it wow. skinned out and you got the head attached to the hide, if you don't bring it in right away, freeze it then? Yes, freeze it because, uh, you know, all the... The juices. I don't want to get too graphic on your show here, but yeah. the juices and we are the blood and the, and the meat, you know, that stuff uh, will sit and and stew. And look at the weather we've been having. You know, it's right. fifty one day, and I mean, we've already had one that we had to pitch. You know. Oh really? Pitch. Yeah, because the the guy procrastinated on it, and it sat at the butcher, and and he brings it in, and I go, ah, oh, things got a smell to it, you know. Oh and boy. And I said, what happened here? He said they shouldn't stink. And yeah. he's like. Oh, they had it frozen, and they didn't have it frozen. No. We they, open up, and it's green. And, oh. And found out that they, they had the meat done, and he didn't go pick it up right away. Well, the butcher's not going to tie up his whole freezer no, for no. deer heads. you got to go get your stuff. Right. You know? yeah. but, well, get, that, but get it in, you know, and we got capes that we can replace that with. You know? Right, right. But, That's uh, what you'll have but, to do. But get it in so that we can at least get everything off of there, get that extra meat off get it bagged and frozen properly so no if you do you bag and freeze it should you wrap it in a bag or something yeah it, that's the best just put it in a yeah. big plastic bag maybe yeah. or something yeah freeze it solid mm. and how long could you keep one frozen before you bring it into well, you as a couple, long a couple of weeks ago i had <laughs> i brought him in from two years now really yeah i was like hey nothing like getting your uh bring him in last minute and he says well well, I'm going hunting again. I got to get my freezer emptied, you know. So now he brings so he brought it in. in his 2017 deer and his 2018 deer in November. Oh my goodness! Uh, and you know the ears are all shriveled up. They look like <laughs> beef, beef jerky, and oh. right, yeah, because yeah, because everything starts to dry out, right? Yeah, uh, that one wasn't no good. We couldn't even. The nose was hard as a rock, and you couldn't even get it off. The I don't skull. understand oh, why a guy would wait because if you get the trophy. You want it. You want it, yeah. right? You're very excited yeah. to get it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe he didn't have the money or something. I'm thinking you know, he, might, he didn't have the money is yeah. the is the truth of the matter. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, he probably couldn't afford it. or. And some people wait. You know, they go, well, I get this mounted, but, but you know, hey, I got gun season. What if I get a bigger one? You know? Yeah. Right. To get a bigger one, then they sit on, and then they forget about it. Maybe he had a wife who wouldn't yeah. let him do it, but now he's yeah. divorced now, so he yeah. figures wonder, what the heck. Yeah. What the oh, heck? Might as well. I got half the stuff no. out of the yeah. freezer. <laughs> I wonder if guys are like that with fish, oh, like yeah. a big walleye, musky, or sure. whatever. They bring in it's all like, freezer burned from eight years ago. Well, no, they got mm. they got one, and they go, ah, maybe I'll get a bigger one. I'll just leave this one in the freezer. Right. I might get a bigger one this year. You know, sure. they might do that too with fish. Who knows? Yeah. No, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. hey, you know what time it is? Time for break. Sure, why not? Let's do a break. What are we going to break about? I don't, I don't know. know. We got... But uh, when we come back, I got <laughs> some hunting stories. All right. That sounds interesting. I, yeah. I always like hunting stories. Yep, hunting stories. I'll tell you some nurse go. stories. Ooh. <laughs> they were very nice. That sounds Don't better. even think that way. Forget, they were very nice. Forget my boring hunting <laughs> no. stories. <laughs> no, they were... Actually, really, really. I still really remember nice. a drive-in really movie. Nice. It was Candy Stripe Nurses, <laughs> Starlight and Green Bay. Oh, let's, oh boy! All let's, right, let's, let's, but I digress. Let's go, let's go to I a was break, 16. folks. Yeah, we'll be we'll <laughs> be right in a trunk yeah, of a car. Didn't there, even didn't pay you? to get yeah. in there. We'll be right back with more of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Dark side of the moon I feel there's nothing 
Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, 799-1250, uh, if you have a hunting story, fishing story, report, uh, need some marital advice, uh, problem with your truck, whatever you need, we got the answers here. We are the answer guys. We got to do marital we, advice. We are, what? what? What can you contribute to that? Marital advice. Don't get married. There we go. <laughs> oh, There's okay. what more advice do you need than, uh, than that. So, um. Yeah, um, or advice on what to do with your, uh, what not to do with your deer head once you do catch it there. And uh, good Tom's back from getting his coffee there. So good to have him back in the saddle with us. Uh, hey, Ron Heidenreich, our friend Ron, was with us uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he left me some notes here, guys, and uh, some things we didn't talk about. But apparently in Minnesota... There's a new Minnesota catch and release catch and release record muskie uh, from Vermilion. It was 57 and a quarter by 25 and a half inch, and estimated uh, at 47 pounds. Caught on August 6, 2019. I don't know how it comes up with four. They must have used one of those formulas. You of would course. think you would think it could be heavier than that, guys, because Joe Earhart's Pewaukee fish was 48 pounds nine ounces, and that was like. Uh, 53 and a half with a 26 inch girth. You would think that this thing would be uh, at that length, but you know, I think what a guy should carry, and I've talked to a, uh, I talked to Ben, the DNR biologist about it. You could get like the, the netting for a big musky net that's rubber coated, just the netting and carry that in your boat. And you could put a big musky in that and just take a good scale and hang it in the mesh of the net itself. And he said that's similar to how they weigh fish as well. Well, they have a cradle. Yeah, they have a yeah. cradle type thing. But you could make your own makeshift cradle out of out of, a, out of the net. It wouldn't hurt the fish at all. And actually get an actual weight on it, then let it go. Because I kind of hate this. Somebody will be complaining about putting that fish to the net. Not, well. The proper way to just at the proper way to net just it. don't okay <laughs> just don't post it on facebook or lake link yeah. so all the virtue signalers right. out there can talk about how and that's what they are you know we were talking about this uh tom and the way in you know these people oh you should all pontificating telling everybody what they should do like they're an expert and most of the time it's virtue signaling mm-hmm. oh you shouldn't it's wh- way too hot to be fishing now oh no you shouldn't uh, do this fall. shouldn't do that shouldn't do this oh yeah you know it's yeah okay well, whatever buddy we got a taxidermy question on uh on the ceo ceo guys at yahoo.com email this is from ray he says how well can a fish mount be done from a photo I guess he's talking about a reproduction. A oh, replica? Yeah, pretty pretty accurately. I mean, there's a ton of molds out there, um, you know, like whether it's a trout or bass yeah. or whatever, all different sizes and stuff. You can have four or five different weights on a 21-inch fish, you know. Yeah. And um, I suppose more than photo, one photo, too, is good. If you have more than one photo, it's always helpful. Yeah. Um, but we can reproduce that pretty accurately. Chances are you're going to get a little bigger-looking fish back than what you have because all the molds that are made they're made from well-proportioned fish okay you know they're not going to be some skinny summer phase uh you know thin pike or something Mm -hmm. it's going to be a fish molded from the winter so yeah pretty accurately um just need good you know measurements if you have girth that's fine but like i said we're 
if you bring a skin mount in and you get a skin mount on, don't you want it fattened up and make it look bigger? Everybody always <laughs> says that. Hey, can you make it look bigger? Well, we're going to. Yeah. So wouldn't you want a replica that sure. has a nice belly on it too? Yeah. So. Well, here's one thing. I've got some advice for the audience. And this was in the, the Wisconsin Outdoor News uh, this past week. Up in Iron Mountain, Michigan, there was a lady whose daughter who had a pet goat. And it was out in the, and they live outside the town, out in the woods, like. Anyway, and the goat was out there playing in the whatever. And there was, she saw a wolf staring it down, coming, going to come after it, right? So this, they called her a petite blonde woman, goes running out, grabs a stick, gets between the wolf and the goat, smacks the wolf in the head, and is hollering at it to leave, to get out of here, right? The wolf looks at her, bears its teeth, growls, but then tries to go around her. And she gets in front of the wolf again, between the wolf and the goat. And then the wolf tries to go the other way. Finally, the goat, goat, the, the wolf left. I would not recommend that to anyone. That woman is lucky she's alive. Where did this happen? Outside of Iron Iron River, Iron, Mount, Iron Mountain, Michigan, outside up there. I forget. Iron Mountain, Iron River, wherever. But, I mean, you, did, you don't run up to a wolf and smack it in the head with a she, stick. <laughs> she really didn't want that wolf to to get her goat. I, I think, yeah, her daughter's pet goat. <laughs> get her goat. Yeah, get her goat. We got that. See, now, Sam, I was trying to ignore it, you know. He talks, Bushy talks about me laughing at my jokes. Look at him over here. Yeah. Where, where'd the expression ever? I really got her. Got her. Yeah, yeah, Where's that right. one come from? Yeah, I got from your. Her. I got that your goat. I guess well, so. A wolf yeah. but, trying to get her goat. But I'll tell you, it. She uh, must have loved that goat. Yeah. Oh, that it goat must have been the greatest pet in the world. It wasn't bad. That no. That, oh, jeez. Oh, oh God. Man. Oh man, they're coming out of the walls. I now. think that's a sheep, though. I wonder if that yeah. goat will make it oh. through winter. Well, you know that. Probably she not. She better get a deer, or that goat ain't gonna make but, it through winter. Well, Maybe in, that's her in, in guard the story, goat. In the that's story, that's her guard goat. It guards her house. Might eat that goat. Well, <laughs> actually, she in the story it said that she has four dogs that keep the wolves at bay. You know, yeah. Well, what were the dogs doing? They that were day? in. They were in the barn. I'd be firing the dogs. Yeah, they yeah. were in the barn. They, <laughs> they weren't had out. The day off. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they, it was Sunday. Their union. No, Danny. Danny, <laughs> what are you dogs? Danny, hey, it was you, overtime. What do you call Hell those? No, they're not. They're not guarding that goat any yeah. longer. They have to. Hey, what, you see the what, size of that? What one? do they call those stress days nowadays? Stress days. Uh, Mental health days. Yeah, there, there's a name for it. What you know what it is, Sam? No, but in the NBA, it's called load management. That's it. Load, <laughs> load management. Load yeah. management yeah, right. days. The dogs are under load. <laughs> load <laughs> the dogs are taking a load, load management. Load day. management. <laughs> wow. Maybe that was her comfort animal. I don't know. That goat. I don't know. It was her daughter's pet. Those, oh. and, uh, was it? But, yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm just, <laughs> I tell the is, daughter, it's just, your goat. Go yeah, out and defend it. I'm not going yeah. out after that wolf. It's just. I think it's just good advice from the CEO. Don't go hitting wolves in the head with a stick. It's, yeah. it's I, good advice. I got one, one, one <laughs> word. Blam! I'd have been yeah. blasting that wolf. It's attacking. That's what she should have been doing. Shooting yes. it. Yes. And those youpers, I mean, they got a shotgun in every closet up there. Yes. I mean, that's North Redneck North up there, man. Yeah. She yeah. should have been shooting that damn that thing. Don't hey, definitely. You wouldn't start a bar fight with that lady. 
She'll, she'll take a stick and <laughs> you know what. I Whack ain't gonna, in the nose. Uh, yeah, worse. Don't so, get her goat. Yeah, right. Yeah. You could, it's your goat, lady. You can have it. I have no interest yeah. in your goat whatsoever. Whatever. Speaking of wolves, yeah. uh, up deer hunting, uh, I wasn't up. I didn't go up to the palatial estate there at the cabin up there, but my uh, brother was up there along with, uh, um, I guess it's my second cousins because my cousin Melody, she's my age. She got married, had a, what, kids. Well, now they're not kids anymore. They're all up there hunting. But one of them looked down on the river, and there were uh, four wolves about 150 yards away going down the river, a big black one, um, a medium-sized white one, and two small grays. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, wow. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And I've seen those wolf tracks on the river. Well, you know they're there. I mean, you, they're all over the Northwoods. So and I, I found actually uh, where I was hunting up there in uh, Monroe County, Sparta, I found two deer carcasses, smaller-sized deer that had been eaten clean, and there is a big pack of, of coyotes howling in the marsh at night. Oh. I'm wondering whether those coyotes actually took, there's so many deer up there, I wonder if those coyotes actually took down. Oh, oh yeah, I, oh, yeah. A, pack of deer, yeah. a pack of coyotes can take down and a the deer. Ki- the coyotes yeah. will eat it, but the wolves will just kill it just to yeah. kill. Yeah. yeah. yeah they might eat some of it. They might yeah. not. all depends, you know, yep. but they'll just kill to kill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most, uh, most, most, it was pretty picked, pretty well clean, so. Well, oh. I, I suppose now is as good a time as any to tell you my hunting story well, here. Can I, can yeah. I just interrupt? Go your, ahead. Interrupt. Now you brought up your uh, friend, Ron. Heidenreich? Yeah. Heidenreich, yeah. Heidenreich. <laughs> I think it was him. He put a picture on Facebook or Instagram. It was called, How Do You Coax Your Buddy Out to Test the Thickness of the Ice? Oh, yeah. Did he you did see that. that? Yeah. With the, he's he, got he, his buddy, the guy walking in front Jeff. of him, pulling the sled. Oops, I can't use the names. And he's got a, a bamboo pole. Larry. It was a guy named Larry. <laughs> he's got a bamboo fishing pole with a... You know, a like paps, the beer. Was it a beer? Yeah, it's a beer. Oh, you no. know, like the old lead the yeah, horse yeah, with yeah. the carrot. And, yeah, and you yeah, got yeah. the yeah. guy walking <laughs> the guy out onto the ice chasing the, the beer. beer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty clever. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. That is uh that is hilarious. Um so anyway, uh, I'll tell one story quick and then after our six thirty break I'll continue. Unbelievable story. A farmer, same farmer who pulled me out of the mud last year when my four wheel drive switch went activate and i slept in the truck on a field same farmer came over to us the other day and he said so uh you guys got that that big nine pointer and i and ron who owns the farm looked and said what what do you mean and he showed us a picture of a beautiful buck big buck and it just looks like it's laying there bedded down and it's got its head up looking and there's a picture on on the camera i mean on the phone beautiful big buck he says it's a nine point look like a ten point to me and he goes, this one. And I'm like, I didn't get it. Here's a picture of a live deer laying there with his head up. Well, here's the story. Uh, his daughter shot this buck. It went down. She walked over to it. And she's like 16. She walked over to it. And it's laying there, but it was still alive. Mm-hmm. So she took a picture of it with her cell phone. Then she calls her dad and says, I got this deer. He goes, well, shoot it in the neck. But apparently she didn't have the heart to do it, to shoot yeah. it up close and personal and blast it in the neck. So he goes, well, all right, he's on the tractor, whatever, work. And he says, I'll come down. I got a knife on me. I don't know if he figured he'd just be able to just, you know, kind of cut it, you know, or maybe grab her rifle and finish sure. it off. So he finally gets over there 
As soon as he gets there, the thing jumps up and takes off into the marsh, over the creek, and into the marsh and gone. And it's the marsh that actually the guy that I hunt with owns. Well, what happened was he was he took a crack at a deer on the other side of the marsh within five minutes, and they heard a single shot, and they thought, oh, that's it. They got it because he figured those deer will run across the marsh and go on the other, you know, once they get going. And we and we said, no, man, we never never even saw that deer. So he says, oh, geez, it's dead. It's down dead in the marsh. He said it barely, it had its last adrenaline rush to, into running, and it was kind of running goofy as it was, you know, over the creek and into the marsh. And I'm thinking, he says, I'm like, I said, oh, geez, she should have shot it in the neck. I can't believe. He goes, well, she'll never make that mistake again, but she's got a picture of it, but she didn't get the deer. Uh, Wow. Wow. Here's the deer I shot, but I didn't get it. She didn't get injured by going up to a deer that's been wounded. Yeah. It was a big buck, too. Yeah, could have attacked her. But isn't that kind of a, a thing today? Because sure, we all take pictures of our deer afterwards. It's me. it's all to look at me. It's probably <laughs> it was probably on Facebook yeah. <laughs> within yeah. a minute. Yeah, and the deer isn't even harvested yet. It <laughs> yeah. was probably yeah. on Facebook, Instagram, all our friends at school. Right. Yeah. Here's my deer. Here's my deer. And yeah, yeah. Wow. That's kind of I, I guess that's the society we we live in. Whip whip out the phone and take a picture. Yeah. Well, that happened to one of Nick's brother-in-laws this past, last weekend where he had a 80 to 90-yard shot at a very nice-sized buck, big-bodied, I think it was a 10-pointer. Anyway, and uh, open sights, and he's got a cannon for a gun. I forget. what You would probably know what it is. Like, is something it like a, a 40, 45, 40? Probably a 45, 70. Something like that. Yeah, he's got a cannon. Four forty five. For a big it's lever action. Big, big, yeah. Big well, anyway, yeah, open sights, 80, 90 yards, dropped it. But when he got to it, it was still alive. So he took out his knife and gave it three punctures into the side of the neck by the jugular. And with and then they just backed off, and within like 30 seconds, it was it, you know. You know, so, I, I mean, you don't want to do that, but sometimes you, know you have to. You, you know what? Just have hey, to. I'm you have past to. the point of doing the knife thing, Tom. I'm a firm believer of just put shooting it, put, it again. Put another one right, right up in the neck underneath its jaw. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're going to get it mounted, though, Dan. I mean, yeah, that's a cape. I, that's, that's a, a cape, <laughs> huh? They have to buy a cape then. Yeah, because if you put a hole in the yeah. neck, yeah, that would not be good. No, that's not the way to do it. Hey, we got to go mm-hmm. to a break. So, uh, we'll listen. just put another one yeah. in the chest in the lungs. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah I mean, you can do that. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, this is the Cutting Edge Outdoors, our Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. When right. we come back? Yeah. What? Oh, do we have the oh, gut report? Yeah, we got the gut report coming up right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan, and I'm sure Danny's got more stuff to tell you. Oh, we'll be right back. Lots. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The gut report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, Danny, you know, I used to be quite the pheasant hunter. We shot pheasant, partridge, uh well, not partridge, uh, woodchucks, uh, bobway quail, things like that. And I always brought them home and made them. And this is a recipe that's pretty close to what I used to do. First of all, you cut your pheasants into the pieces, roll them in some flour, and then brown them in some oil. Just brown them. Then you put them like in a casserole dish. And, and then you just salt and pepper them, okay? 
Then, in another kettle, what you do is you take a 16-ounce carton of sour cream, two cups of water, two teaspoons of celery salt, and a teaspoon of garlic salt. You could change that to garlic powder if you wanted. Anyway, pour that mixture, heat it up, you know, mix it all together, pour it over the pheasant, and then bake it at 350 degrees for about two hours until it's done. The 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 liquid that's in there will be like a, a thickened sauce almost. It is really good. Yeah, I mean, so the pheasants with the sauce all over it. Yeah, it's what what's not more to like? You know, it's just good stuff. Anyway, uh, the gut report is brought to you by the by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. <laughs> While the while the music's playing, Danny, I forgot to mention that 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 recipe was brought to you by Susie Curtis from On Wisconsin Outdoors Magazine. Thanks, Susie. But it was basically basically a lot like the same thing I used to do. So yeah, but but I got to give her credit. Okay, give thank you, Susie. Yes. Okay. And the, and the gut reports brought to you by Discount Liquor. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> hey, I was trying to figure it out when you were gone, Tom. I know that. I know that one day when I called, you asked me, Who, "Who's that brought by?" <laughs> yeah, discount, discount liquor. Yep. Oh goodness me. Oh goodness. Well, gracious. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, one good thing about this uh, this uh, this minor surgery I had, I won't have to shovel snow this winter. <laughs> now, do you have like do you have like a neighbor kid who's going to do it then? No, or? no, my I I got three. Three healthy young sons that uh, they'll they'll take turns. Yeah, they'll they'll take care of it. I was trying to tell the youngest one how, how the snowblower works, and he says, "I'm not a snowblower guy. I'll just shovel." And I said, "Okay, fine. That's up to you. I'm a snowblower guy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely a snowblower. Guy. Yeah, when I was a kid, I tried telling that to my dad. I was like 16. I said, "Why don't you just Why don't you get a snowblower?" He says, "I got three snowblowers. You." Yeah. You and you, your two brothers. Tim and Tom. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he ever made my younger brother Tom shovel. No? He was young. He didn't do squat as a kid. That, that's what ruined him. He was spoiled. Yeah. They, they oh. were tired. They were, parents are tired after the first couple kids. They're oh, hardest yeah. on the firstborn, like right. me. They yeah, were the hardest on me. Yep. And my brother Tim, although he'd fight back and get ornery with my dad when he'd say, change the channel. There were three channels. And he'd say, change the channel. And my brother Tim would say, why don't you get up and change the channel yourself? I would Uh-oh. never do it. I just I just obediently changed the channel, right. but not my brother Tim. Did he but get they, smacked for that? No, but no. dad would give him a dirty look and just call him ornery. He oh. called him the ornery one. My but, old man would have thrown something at yeah. me if I would have yeah. got up and done but, it. <laughs> but my dad my dad got him back because he, he called him my younger brother, he called him Mots. So here, here's how, and, he, and my brother like, will still send me texts like and emails, and, yeah. and he'll sign it off, and he'll go, Mots. He'll still sometimes call really? himself that. But as a kid, he hated it. So yeah. here's how the name came about. There was uh, one of the Brown brothers on uh, Fiesta Lane was the paper boy, and he'd bring the Green Bay Press Gazette every day. And my dad would always go, did that Motley paper boy bring the paper? Because oh. half the time he did or didn't. So he called him the Motley paper boy. And then my brother Tim became the paper boy of the neighborhood, and he was the motley one, and my dad just called him Mots. Oh. 
<laughs> hey, Sam, speak. And my brother hated it. I laughed. I laughed. I got a kick out of it. If I, Although if I called him Mott's back then, he would have punched me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sam, speaking of Motley Crue, maybe that could be the next bumper song. Hey, there we go. The Sweet Child of Mine. I got you. There you go. How about Mott. that? We got a Mott's. We got a Mott song. My dad, had good, my dad was funny. He had good nicknames for all kinds of people and things, yeah. which I've carried over into my teaching. When I run my weightlifting club, I give them nicknames like that. And they all like it, though. You know, if you don't give them a yeah. nickname, they're like, what's my nickname? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You talk to any parent who's got a number of kids, Whenever they're going to holler at one of them, they say all their names. They got to go through the yeah. litany. I mean, I had four and they go bro- backwards. Yeah. I had four brothers. <laughs> Get to the right one last. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I had four brothers. So if my dad was going to holler at me, he'd start off with my oldest and just work his way down until he got to me. You one know? time my dad was, Tim, whatever your name <laughs> yeah, is, get over here. He is. didn't actually yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe oh, it. I, oh, yeah. I think I, used I heard to, that a few used to times. Hate, hate cleaning the garage with my dad because he was so meticulous. And he'd be, so, you'd stand there for five minutes doing nothing. Then he'd hand you a screwdriver and say, go put this in the drawer over there. Then you'd stand there forever and wait. <laughs> go put this hammer on the wall there. It's like, oh, I hated that. Oh. <laughs> Loved my dad, but hated doing that oh. stuff with him. Yeah, there were there were things I liked doing with him, with my dad. There were things I enjoyed doing, you know. And it was like work-related stuff, like when we put uh, new shingles on the garage roof, you know, back where we grew up on 34th and Center. Uh, you know, a uh, little shaky sometimes there, but, uh, but you know, when we had to do stuff, when we did stuff like that together, that was cool. You know, I like that. You know, my yeah. dad, when I bought yeah. my, uh, first Trans Am, my hot rod, now my dad was Mr. Conservative guidance counselor, church deacon and stuff. But you know, every older guy has still a hot rod when they were young, you know, they got that still, they got that memory when they were young and had a nice car cause he'd had a 57 Chev. So when I started looking for you know this hot rod trans am you would have thought that he would be against it but i'd come Uh back i'd come back from working construction around the state road construction and i'd come home and he'd he'd have a list of uh uh, trans ams in the paper he'd say hey we got a couple cars we got to go look at so he was he was right on board with it don't you wish your dad would have saved that 57 chevy oh yeah he got married he he got married i blame me he got married and had me i was a honeymoon child Um, okay but uh it's funny though one time he bought a 69 Bonneville with a 420. Two mistakes. With a 420. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. He, uh, he bought a, a 69 Bonneville with a 428, and he was driving up north to Douglas County with my brother Tim, and there was a long stretch of road and kind of a going down a hill. And all of a sudden, he just kind of glanced over at my brother and said, put on your seatbelt, and he put her to the floor. And he just picked up this like I said, Bonneville with a 428 hot. had a good rumble in yeah. it, glass packs. It was like 370 horsepower. And he buried it at 120. No. He buried it at 120, and then he, as they hit the end of the stretch, then he just let off slowly, and he just looked over at my brother and said, it's got pretty good pickup, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You never, but my wow. brother said it was really cool. Pop got kind of a gleam in his eye when he looked yeah. over and said, put on your seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would normally be, Everything, dad never, well. Right. With his kid in the car. With his kid in the yeah. car. Well, yeah. with that, something you should always do is listen to the breaks here at Cutting Edge Outdoors because we have great sponsors, great advertisers. So we got to go to a break, listen to a few of these. We got to pay a few bills when we come back. We're going to be playing the Hornschwaggle. You can win a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market. 
And uh, so you want to play 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Call now. Be the contestant for the Hornschwabe. We'll be right back with more on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back to Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. That is Mott's. Yeah. Mott's crew. Mott's crew. I thought this so, was uh, playing there. And now do we have our Hornswoggle uh, contestant yeah. there? My, yeah, that is Motley crew. Yeah. yeah. Okay, who we got, Sam? I am. Paul in New Berlin is our contestant. Hey, Paul. Hey, how good you morning, doing? Paul. Good hey, morning. All right, so here we go. Uh, here's some questions that are kind of right along the lines if you've been listening to the show earlier this morning. So if you shoot your trophy buck that you want to get mounted, the key is to once you have uh, the head caped out, keep it as warm as possible because you don't want it to freeze. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Oh. Paul. Ring. Trying to pull a fast one there, Danny. Uh, here's the other one. When caping your trophy buck to get it mounted at Dan Johnson Taxidermy, cut up the brisket and then go up and cut all the way up the legs as high as you can. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Uh, hornswoggle. That's a hornswoggle. Yes. Paul. Hey. Oh, you're a winner already. Winner already. Okay, all now, right. third one. If you walk up upon a lying deer and it's got its head up as still and is still alive, just back off and leave it and wait till it dies. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Hornswoggle. Yeah. Hornswoggle. <laughs> okay. Call that lady up north yeah. and never beat it with a stick. Well, yeah. Or call the goat lady. Paul, Paul you must. <laughs> yeah. Paul, you must have been listening to the show. What's that? That's a no hornswoggle. Yeah. They're, all righty. That way you get so, that down. Leave your information carefully yeah, with stay uh, on the Sam. Line. You know he's tired in the morning. He doesn't always write these numbers down. Right? Just kidding, Sam. You're <laughs> you're with it. Billy Schmidt was the yeah. one who would write so sloppy. I couldn't even understand it. Yeah. So bless his heart, yeah. though. Uh, yeah, so, stay on the line, Paul. And, and we'll get that out to you. We get a ten dollar gift certificate to Carl's, Carl's Country, Country Markets. Meat Markets. Yes, right. indeed. So, so keep listening. Keep Thank listening. you. Hold on. Okay. Thanks, Sam. Well, right. While he gets that. So here, I was hoping to bring a deer out to Carl's Country Market, but here are my two beating stories, my tales of woe. I normally need need a stiff drink to go through these, but here we go. So I get up there Saturday after the show, guys, and I drive up, and it's about 3 o'clock, and I call the farmer. I call Ron, and he's like, everybody's in stands on their field. So I didn't want to go driving in there and mess things up for everybody. So I said, well, I'll just go across the road and uh, watch the field over there. So... I come around, walk around the woods, and rather than sit out in the field on along a fence line where I feel like they always spot you when they're on a ridge and don't come out, there's a nice little knoll that I could tuck in. I've always thought about putting a ground blind there. So I thought, I'm going to sit right on this little knoll. There's buck rubs. There's nice trails coming out. So I sit down there, and uh, sure enough, right before dark, I see deer coming out, and uh, there are a couple uh, within there initially they came out at 200 yards and then there's a couple popped out of the woods at about 120 yards maybe or 100 yards 
and but they're all baldies. So I'm watching with the scope. I got the 270, my new sniper rifle. I've, it's set, and I got I'm, where I'm sitting. I kind of had my legs crossed, and I was resting my elbow on my knee, and I thought I can get pretty steady from this position if I take a long shot. So I'm waiting for a buck, and I, I kind of it's it's close to dark. I hear noise off in the woods behind me. But it's so thick back there, and I'm sitting flat on the ground with a bunch of brush in front of me. I thought, you know, I wouldn't see anything back there if I turned my head anyway. And I thought, ah, probably a squirrel. Well, wasn't a squirrel, because right at the last shooting light, all of a sudden, I hear it close again. And I should have been looking when I heard it the first time, but I blew it off. I look, and there's a buck. He's walking on the trail straight towards me, but I could just make out its head and uh, I could see a, uh, it was a shooter buck. It looked like, you know, maybe an eight point. It wasn't like some fork. The, the rack went up and it stops and it's looking at me. <laughs> and it's like 20, 30 feet away. And I'm sitting flat on my butt. And now it's when, it, when, it's, when they're giving you the stare, some people just freeze and go, oh, he's looking at me. But at this point, I think, okay, I'm just going to move real slow. So I moved real slow. I twisted my body around. I turned the scope down to 2.5, brought the scope up on it. And I had its head in the scope, and I, I should have just I should have just shot. But when I brought it into the scope, all of a sudden it, it all the brush and trees and everything, and I could just make out its nose, its eye, and I didn't see the antlers initially. I just hesitated for a second to, yeah. to kind of look it over because I thought, am I looking at a doe's head in the brush there or or not? But I, I had seen the rack. But I, so I should have just. You were second guessing yourself. So I just wanted to yeah. look it over, for, but for a split second. I mean, I'm just trying to get my my bearings in the sight picture. The thing puts its head down and starts walking. When it does that, I'm like, screw it. This thing's like point blank. I drop the scope down to where I figure the shoulder is and shoot. And I, you know, I I'm shooting into the. But it's only what 20 feet away. Thing runs out onto the field, and I'm waiting for it to drop. And it doesn't. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's not hit. So then I kind of take a panic shot as it's running. It's kind of hard to shoot when you're flat on your yeah. butt. And then I took another, threw a shot at its tail as it went into the woods. And I really thought the next day that I'd had a 50-50 shot of finding a dead deer. Yeah. But when I went to the trail where I figured it had been on, the trail was coming directly to me. I had thought that the deer was coming broadside. So when I dropped the, the scope down to where I thought the shoulder was... I winged that right by the right by the side of him. He was walking straight towards me, and in hindsight, I, I should I guess I just should have waited because he probably would have walked on top of me, and I would have been just pointing the barrel. But I get thought him with I, a stick. but I, yeah, I could get him. I get the goat lady with the yeah, stick to whack you're him. You're gonna hit it with so, a stick. So I didn't get it, and yeah. so I was bummed out. I, you know, I did not. I would have been better off with the 32 special in the open sights. Yeah, because yeah. then I would have just brought the bead up underneath its yeah. head. I still would have seen it clear enough and i would have just squeezed the right, trigger i'm right. sure but um so i didn't get it it wasn't a monster but i was kind of like dang i wish you know i got the sniper rifle i'm expecting a deer at 200 yards not one walking up in the brush yeah. behind <laughs> me at 20 feet yeah. wow and uh but it would have been cool to get one like that because i really put myself in position on a good trail where that buck yeah. had no idea that i was sitting there so next year i'm gonna have a crossbow stand there i'll tell you so i missed that one well three days later I'm walking on a ridge to make a drive to uh, Scott's kid, Stephen. And it was pretty cool because, first of all, I'm walking along a little creek, and I catch a little movement. I freeze. I look. There's a feeding deer, a doe, 50 yards away. Not even – the wind was perfect. The leaves were silent. 
I put the crosshairs on it, and I could have plugged it, and I thought, this is kind of cool. I snuck up on this deer. So a little bit later, I'm going up the ridge, and something told me. Now, this was weird. Just before I went over a knoll, I, it, it hit me. You're going to see a buck. I mean, it's like someone, it's like I almost heard an audible voice. You're going to see a buck. And I thought, this is weird. Uh, it's like I got this strong premonition. I walk five steps, go up over the knoll, and look up the ridge to my left, and there's a buck. Now, at first, I don't see that it's a buck. I see a body of a big deer, but no head. <laughs> All I see is four, I see like the horizontal line, a big gray body, and I'm like, is that a deer, you know, or am I imagining, is it a stump? And it's only like 50 yards up the ridge. So I put the scope up, and sure enough, it's a big deer. And it had its head down, turned, and looking back behind it up the ridge. So all I saw was this big neck and its body. So I didn't initially, again, didn't see any rack. So this all takes one second, split second. I, dr- I drop my rifle down, turn, go to turn it up to high power. I got my little 44 Magnum carbine. Yeah. So I turn it from three to five power. And in that split second, Buck turns its head. I see big white rack and it bounds up over the ridge with another big w- one that it was looking back on and gone. Just that quick. And I'm like, oh my God. Why didn't you shoot right away, huh? If I'd have shot, yeah. had I just, and I got a doe tag, but you know, I've been holding off letting all these does go. Back in the day up in Superior, you know, if you saw a deer up there, you were shooting. And you, at, you shoot first, ask foolish questions later. And, and one of my brother's biggest bucks, he shot. He didn't know it was a buck till he came up and found it. Um, so had I just put the, I was, I was, I wasn't excited either. I was calm and cool. I had the crosshairs right on it. I could have drilled a nice buck and dropped it. I would have found out it's a buck probably when I, when I shot, then I would have, you know, seen it either fall or bound off and it would have been so cool. I've always wanted to sneak up and get one and I almost did and I didn't pull the trigger, but if he'd given me one more second. So then I was really disheartened. I thought that's it. I've had my chances two close encounters, and I didn't close the deal. I do a good job of putting myself in position, just not following through, but dang it. Yeah, maybe next year. Maybe next year, but maybe. man, oh man. I, after that, I thought, you know what? I was seeing does, and I thought, I don't want to shoot nothing now. I was all depressed. I don't want to clean a deer I don't want now. To, that, that was kind of it. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to clean a deer now. That work. Yeah, yeah. I, you know. And then I uh, screwed up with the crossbow where I'd convinced myself I didn't feel like shooting a deer, and I had that one buck walk up to me, and at the last minute I realized... Oh boy, you got to shoot this one. And of course, then it was too late. I didn't, you know, as soon as I moved, it took off on me. So, oh. dang it. But it was well, a good time to be out anyway. With that sad commentary. <laughs> sad commentary. Doggone it. We're going to have to go to a break. We'll be right back really quick. So, stay tuned for more of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train! All aboard! <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Yeah. 
Well, thanks for tuning in this morning, folks. We do appreciate it here at the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, where we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. And we are live, and we expect you to give us calls if you got any questions or comments at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Or you can always contact us through the Smokies inbox at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And, of course, not only is Danny Bush here, as usual, holding down the fort while I was gone, but I'm here, Sam's here, and we have a special guest in the studio. We've got Dan Johnson from Dan Johnson Taxidermy talking all kinds of taxidermy stuff. So if you've got any questions about what you should do with that Fisher game, give us a buzz at 799-1250. So, and we are on two stations, 105.7 FM, The Fan, and Sports Radio, 1250 AM. So. Dan, you see a lot of, nice. lot of game, obviously. Uh, what's the biggest buck someone's brought to you for a head mount there? I'm sure you've seen some um, monsters. What, this year? Or? Well, whenever, you know. Well, you know, I do get a lot of the game farm animals, too. Okay. You know, and they're. Those are big. They're they're big. I mean, 200-plus inches. The high, the high I've f- done 30-pointers. You done have? I've done a 30-pointer. Really? The 30-pointer? Yeah. yeah, I've done a 30-point. We 30, played that last 30 week. 30-point. Um, the, the you know, point some guy. of them deer, they just look. You can tell. Yeah. You know, they're pretty. Uh, Are they fed special oh, yeah. feed That's, that grows antlers? And yeah, they, they just pump them full of, you know, high octane. High octane. Corn, Roids, are they and, are they giving them no, start, no, steroids? They're, they're special blends HGH. and stuff they put together. <laughs> yeah. you know. HGH? Well, yeah, HGH. no, it'd be D- human, human growth hormones. It'd be DGH. Why? Deer growth hormone. Uh, deer growth. Okay. Not human growth hormone. Yeah. But no, see, deer growth oh, yeah, hormone. yeah. You're right. I, I wasn't thinking. Yeah. You yeah. Got seen a lot this I'm still year. a little slow. But that's okay. I'm here. I'm here. I'm the, I'm, you're my neo. I'm the cortex. The cortex helps the neo. The neo helps the cortex. Together, we All keep right. things straight. I've seen a lot of uh, concern this year with the CWD. You have? Yeah. People. Uh, more people want to get their, their meat tested. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I guess it's kind of the debate. They can sit and debate this. Forever amongst everybody, whether or not it's going to hurt, us whether it's going to it whether it's going to make know. the, uh, the species break the species barriers, basically right. what they call it, leaping from one. And generally, uh, uh, that's a hard thing, mm-hmm. hard thing to do. But I guess now, like deer tuberculosis can actually infect humans. There was actually oh, yeah, a couple I saw hunters an got about that. Yeah, yeah, hunter got yeah. infected by that. Mad cow disease, actually, they used to think that that wouldn't break the species barrier, but it did in Europe. Although I've heard that's because they were kind of eating, I don't know, brain, Mad cows. brains or <laughs> yeah. organ organ meat and they so forth. Yeah, and, they eat weird stuff over there, like yeah. kidneys and that. They, they... And, and so I, I don't think our hunters were just eating the meat. Yeah, the meat. Um, yeah. Initially... But how long have we been eating venison. Well, that's exactly. that's the thing. You yeah. got a lot of old timers that go, you know what? That stuff was around, I'm sure, when I've been hunting sure. 80 years. I don't care. I've been eating venison. I'm keep. I'm not going to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what you hear from some people. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Is a taxidermist handling all this game? Do you worry about it yourself? Uh, the CWD? Yeah. No. No? I worry more about the ticks. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Ticks on the hides sure. of the oh, deer? Oh, yeah. They give me the creeps. Oh, oh I really? Don't blame you. I don't we blame we you. have a big white uh, counter that we we skin do all the skinning on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we do bleach washing. We bleach everything down because that way you can see that little bugger coming across. <laughs> the oh God! Oh, who do you got on the line there, Sam? Ron from uh, Smokies is on the line. Oh, hey, Ron. Good morning. Hey, good morning, boys. Hey, buddy. 
What are you doing at Smokey's today? Oh, they, they yanked me out of retirement again. Yeah? Uh, the guys are deer hunting, so I'm, I'm filling in. Oh, hey. okay. Well, it can't be too busy today, huh? Well, I, no, <laughs> not not yet. Uh, but uh, we're here, and, uh, and I just want to let you guys know that today and tomorrow are the last days that we're open, and everything in the store is uh, 15% off live bait. Really? Thing. This is the last weekend? Last weekend. The only, the only exception is St. Croix and Shimano, but everything in the store is 15% off. Wow. How sell, come, how sell, come sell. So, how come so early this year? Because of the weather? Early. It's December, dude. It's Yeah, well, it's the weather. Uh, you know, it won't take much for this uh, lake to freeze back up again. It's yeah, that's true. Up now, but one cold night, and it'll be locked up again, and yeah, it's just not worth it. Yeah, that's up. true. For for a few of the diehards that are going out, you know, buying a bunch of suckers and right. Yeah, you're right, Ron. Yeah, it seems like what the when the, once the deer season hits, uh, a lot of guys have their boats put away, and and even if you had beautiful weather, they're they're done. So yeah, what are you what are you gonna do with all those extra suckers when you close? You're gonna like have Tom smoke those for you? <laughs> no. You know, I I I you know seriously, if I felt better this year, I would do that. I mean, I just can't do it this. This year, but I remember we were talking about that, Ron. That about trying to, you know, smoking a few of them and seeing what they were like, you know, see if they turned out. Well, they turn out pretty good. I mean, you can smoke a tennis shoe and it'll taste pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you got a whole bunch of suckers left over. Years ago, I had Loie do this when she first got her shrink kind of thing. Wrap yep. uh, the smaller size suckers. Oh, yeah. She was shrink wrap freezing, putting them in there. Because I told them those are great bait, you know, for big pike through yeah, the ice. Yeah. Can you can you take uh, dead frozen suckers into Canada for northerns? You have to have a special um, they brine, I think, don't they? In the well, borax. I've, okay. So I was thinking of Minnesota Lake of the Woods. Minnesota, you got to actually have a label from the bait place, like Gullen Farms. You have to actually have a label showing where you got it. Because I I went to go a couple of years ago and. And it wasn't going to be good enough just to go to Dick Smith's and buy some suckers and go up there with the Dick Smith's receipt. You actually have to have something from a labeled farm down here, or you can buy it from a retailer up there in Minnesota, and they give you a special form when you buy your bait up there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking was Lake of the Woods in the Minnesota side because they'd be great pike bait, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, but there's actually a little bait shop right up there near Zippel Bay that has suckers and stuff so well ron let me ask you this how many people do you think you know they're gonna you know they're gonna buy some suckers because the season lasts till the end of december so they'll get some suckers before you close keep them alive at home in their garage or wherever yeah and how many people do you think will actually try to musky fish with tip-ups if the lakes let's say freeze in the middle of december or whatever and they can get out some i don't think the number is going to be huge no but, i don't you know, think there, so. there might be you know maybe a dozen guys yeah. will do that do you think but. do you think it would be as gratifying catching one on a tip up versus traditional ways not for me it wouldn't be yeah no i caught a 40 it wasn't for me i caught a 44 incher through the ice a uh, year before last right in front of my place and i thought oh that's nice novel yeah. you know and i just let it go. No, it really wasn't any big deal. I'd have much rather got a 44-inch pike through the ice than yeah. I would have felt like I'd done something. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was just thinking about that because they were talking about people, you know, doing that this year, especially up in northern Wisconsin, you know. Uh, but their season, I think, doesn't it close a little earlier than ours or not? Is it Highway 10 or what? Yeah, Highway 10 is the cutoff. Right. So. 
but I'm not. Highway, I'm just not sure. North of Highway 10, today's the last day. Yeah, today's the last day, north of Highway 10. So 15%. I'm thinking by tomorrow you'll be going 50% off on those suckers well, then. <laughs> I, I won't be here, but uh, it might happen. I, you never know. I think buy one, get one free. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd be running lots of promotions on those suckers tomorrow. That's right. Because otherwise oh, they're just going to, you know, what, get wrapped up and end up yeah, thrown yeah. out. They'll, well, be, in a dump, they'll well, be in a dumpster. Yeah, what's the phone number so people can call and ask maybe uh, tomorrow? Yeah, and they can always Google Smokey's Musky Shop, and it'll pop up, and they can give you guys a call and find out. Yeah, Yeah. there's a possibility with the weather, too, that I might be not here all day, and I'll put a sign up there with a phone number you can call, and and, uh, Lowy will come over and take care of you. Yeah, okay. All right, Ron, well, thanks for calling. Well, hey, I got a question for Dan. Yeah. Uh, Which Dan? Dan Johnson. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, (laughs) Nobody. Does anybody ever come in looking for amount that they didn't shoot and you know something extraordinarily big do you, you know do you have artificial horns or, or reproduction horns yeah we have some uh, replicas in the shop there that are pretty big okay um we don't have them mounted up because everybody wants a different pose for their house or whatever but okay we do i have just was wondering if some people that. did that or not mm-hmm. okay all right all right thanks okay. ron see you guys talk to you later bye bye Hey, yeah, Dan Johnson from Dan Johnson Taxidermy is in the studio live today. I got another question. Now, do you have mounts that people, you know, they put a down payment down or whatever, but then they never come and pick up? Yeah, it's it's not as bad as it used to yeah. be. But do um, you have people coming in looking for those to buy, purchase okay, occasionally. those? Occasionally. I'm, I'm not in the selling, right. you know, like a retail shop. Right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, know. Like the fish replicas and stuff we sell, a yeah. lot of people walk in and go, hey, I just sold a a dolphin, mahi-mahi, and a, yeah. a peacock bass guy came in. Hey, I want to buy that. I'm like, okay. Because uh, somebody brought it in to be mounted, and then they never no, picked it up? No, they're replicas. I oh, had, they're just you know, replicas. We just keep making okay. them and hanging them on the wall, and if somebody oh, okay. wants one for a cabin or a gift or whatever. Oh, yeah, okay. But, uh, oh, I see. That way. The okay. core. But no, you, you know, the, I don't know, the, the, the wives will come in and go at this time of year, well, I want to give my husband something. I go, you know what? Do you want your husband buying your purses or shoes for you? And they go, no, and I go, well, don't be buying him a mount that he doesn't approve. <laughs> oh, of, I'll you tell know. you what, that's a that, good one. That right? is, yeah. you know, that is great advice because even when a, a wife will come into the store and wanting to buy a rod and reel for their husband right. or lures or something, and I say, that's a pretty personal thing right. with a with a, a fisherman, you know that. The, People, men or women, like to get what they like, you know, mm-hmm. not what somebody else thinks is nice, you right. know. Because generally we'll see that product back returned and sure. them getting something else, you know, so. And she'll go, oh, it, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. And, <laughs> yeah. And he'll go, what, what is this? Well, yeah, I know. So anyway, we got to take a break, folks. We'll be right back with, are we going to play the NFL football picking contest well, after this might. break? Yeah, what it's your show, Tom. Whatever you want to do, right. buddy. Right after this break, we're going to play the NFL football picking contest brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub on beautiful Pewaukee Lake. All you got to do is pick against the spread, either the Packers or who are they playing this week? Giants. The Giants, yeah. So you pick against the spread. All you got to do is beat or tie one of us three, and you will be a proud winner of a $10 gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub. Call right now at 414 414- 799-1250. That's 799-1250. We'll be right back with more.
back to Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, uh, we need a uh, lucky contestant for the NFL uh, contest here, and you are all but assured yeah. of getting of a win here, a $10 yeah. certificate to Waterfront Pub. Yeah, Curly's Waterfront Curly's Pub. Waterfront Pub. They got great food and stuff there. Uh, 10 bucks will probably get you those free Curly fries, a couple of brewskis. So 799-1250. Hurry up and call in. Be the first to call because four lines will ring at once, and Sam will hit the first line yep. that he gets to. Yep, he will do that. 799-1250. Yeah, I haven't been out to Curly's in a while. I should really get out there. Once Here, I start feeling better, yeah, I'll go out there. Area code 414. Yeah, get some, uh, get some uh, them good fries. <laughs> yeah, well, when you start feeling up to yeah. it, we'll go on out there and we'll have a yeah. union meeting. There you go. We gotta have a union meeting there. Yeah, we get a union. We'll meeting. even bring the dogs that are supposed to guard the there, guarding the goats. It'll yeah. get their off, get them there on their off day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Packers are playing the Giants. They're favored by six. We got a caller now, but favored by six, playing at New York. This should be an easy win. It should be right. I think so. You, you would think I so. I got bad news for you guys. Um, I think the Giants can beat I, us. I think so, And that too. young quarterback's pretty good. And they got nothing to lose. They got, That's right. They're playing yeah, loose. Yeah. They got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Yeah, they can right. pin their ears back and just go after the yeah. Packers and let her rip. Right. You know, and... Uh, they could. So who do you got, Sam? Silas and Elm Grove. Silas and Elm Grove. Hi, Silas. Good morning. Morning. Hello, Silas. Hello. Oh, there you are, Silas. How, How are you doing you? today? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're, we're doing we're good. We're just fine. Love your show. All Thank right. You. Thanks for listening there. Hey, uh, so you know you're going to win. I mean, it's like almost a no-brainer. But who do you like in the game? Do you like Packers or Giants plus the six points? I guess I have to take the Packers. All right. Danny, who do you like? I'm going to take the Giants. I knew he'd do that. I'm going to take And not yeah. just with the points. Giants. For the win. Oh, and I'll take the Packers. How about you, Sam? Yeah, I'm going Packers. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're basically assured a tie at least. So you'll you'll be sending out that ten dollar gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub. All right. I'll spend it wisely, gentlemen. All right. All right. Thanks, Sounds Silas. Good. Take care. Ta- talk to you later. Bye now. Oh, stay on the line. We got to get, get your the info. address there, Sam. Okay. I am. Yeah, stay on the line. All righty. Do you need a piece of paper, Sam? I got I got a piece. Tom's of paper. got everything here. I got a piece of paper for you. Tom's got everything. I come prepared. All hey, right. uh, we're right talking. Up. We're talking deer hunting. I'm gonna see if you two geniuses here can get this one. All right. Okay. What movie showed the fakiest, stupidest deer hunting scene ever? Which movie showed a guy shooting at a deer, and it was like the worst? The worst, most ridiculous hunting scene. Is it Deliverance? Nope. nope. I'm I'm just gonna take a shot in the dark. Escanaba in the moonlight. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever see the movie The Deer Hunter? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was yeah. a great movie. Four hour movie. Yeah. Almost almost four hours. Mao, Kumsu Mao. Remember when that yeah. little guy kept handing him the gun and yeah. they were like doing some Russian roulette? Diddy Mao, Diddy Mao. I thought he was saying Kumsu Mao. Oh, he's Mao. Diddy Diddy uh, Mao. So long since I seen that movie. What's he say? Yeah. Diddy Diddy Mao. Diddy Mao. Diddy Mao. Yeah. Mao. That was that was a and the that guy was a was, great movie. Wasn't the guy all like drugged up on like heroin or oh, something? Okay. Yeah, staying yeah. there. Yeah, our His former Stevie. Per- what what was that? What's that? Uh, actor's name was it the, the tough guy uh, Robert De Niro? No, no, no. The, the guy uh, who John Voight? 
Not John Voight. Wasn't he the guy? Who no, was no, like it's that other guy. guy. It's a guy who kind of looks like him. Not John uh, Voight. Tim Robbins. Our former producer would do the imitation of him really good. Yeah, that's John Voight. No, not John Voight. No, no, uh, no. No, not no. John Voight. M- more bells. Needs more bells. Remember that guy? Uh, yeah, he was in the movie. Was he? Will Ferrell. In, uh, no, no, no. He was in Catch Me With You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's who Billy does. Uh, but I thought that. Oh, was it's not John, John Voight. I know who he's. Yeah, the, you yeah, know, he's talking uh, about uh, that. Who is that guy? Uh, was he? Uh, the, he was a that. He was a young guy back then. I'm he thinking. had that Boston accent. Yeah. 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 What's oh, his what's his name? Come on, somebody help us. 799 We got nobody to answer the phones. Well, <laughs> Sam's back there. He's, he's back there. He's, Sam he's answered back there. a Coleman phone. Is, he's grooming back there. Uh, he doesn't have time. What's his name? Boston accent, so anyway, tough guy. Okay, so wasn't it Robert De Niro in that? Yes, he, and he was. And, and there was, I think there was a wedding scene at the beginning, and then yes. they're out hunting. And he goes, Here, here's just, the, yeah. just one shot. Right? Wasn't it what, just one shot, Stevie, or something stupid like that? He had one bullet in his pocket. And then he pulls out, and he shoots a red stag. Yeah, Remember that? red stag. What the hell is that It wasn't doing even here? a deer. Remember yeah. that? Wasn't that was the dumbest you, scene. And he just kind of like, he just kind of puts one bullet in, answer? runs up over a hill, and shoots it. Are you guys talking about Tommy Boy? Uh, no. The deer Take a phone call. We need this answer. The actor. Let's put him on live right away. For the actor. Hold on, I'm getting a text. Someone's, yeah, we're getting a text someone's texting it to me. The hotline's going. Christopher yeah. Walker. Yeah. That's hey. it. yeah. Is it Walker or Walken? Walken. Or Walken. Walken. Hold on. Yeah. Christopher Walken. Yeah, put my glasses yeah. on. Thank you. All the callers, thank you very <laughs> much. Christopher right Walken. Now, thanks for that text. Oh, right now, all our listeners he, are... The phone listen, line's lit what? up with Listen, that. you yeah. dumb blanks. <laughs> that? It's that guy. Yeah. What's the matter with all you guys? All four phone lines just, like, lit up. It's yeah. Everybody. Funny, we can't get anybody on for the Packer game, but, like, as soon as we go yeah. to a movie reference, just the yeah. whole phone line just yeah. light up. Christopher Walken. And our former producer, uh, part-time Bodie, he did a great impression of him. Yeah, he did. He did a really good He was pretty good. He's probably listening now. Yeah. Well, I hey, don't know. Part time, right. call in and give us your uh, impression. Give us your impression. There. I don't think he is because I don't think our signal gets into Madison area there. It, it, the Madison stations are too strong, and they right. fight our signal. Yeah. So is that a four hour movie, The Deer Hunter? It was almost four I hours. Remember. Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen that. You movie. know, Trust I had me. a. I had, to rent, I had to rent that movie. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You should. It's been so long. It's a good movie. Maybe somebody's giving you the answer. Get some goat milk and sit down and watch that. Goat yeah. Milk. yeah. Well, goat, you know what? Did my, any, anybody cheese. tell you how long hey, the movie was, my, Sam? No. My, my brother, Mott, used to have uh, eczema. And as a kid out in Marinette, they would actually go, my parents, and get goat milk for him because that was supposedly oh, really? better for eczema. It didn't work. But, yeah, I remember them going to get goat milk. Hmm. I don't know why anybody would keep a pet goat. And do goats really eat everything? Like, will they, like, eat your hat and stuff? They eat everything. They eat everything. Do they? Yeah, they do. They're, yeah. they're chewers. They're chewers? They eat wood. They eat the fencing. Really? Yeah. I had um, a guy that out in North Prairie, he raised them little miniature ones. Yeah. And those they were funny because they would just hit, like, a doghouse for them. They'd hop up on the on the top there and they were real friendly and everything but yeah they want they chew on your pants when you walk up so they yeah. so they like to be on top of things because mm-hmm. that's kind of the mountain in them yet it, uh, it must be must be well if you go to uh is it if ephraim uh up there by uh ephraim yeah, ephraim Wisconsin. door county they got the one place that has the goats on the roof oh yeah Sam, yeah, yeah. 
young guy. That's got, something you need to see. They Take got your like data a, up to Door County. All right, they got it. like a corkscrew type thing where they walk in and out of it and stand and they got offshoots of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drive down the main drag and yeah. there's goats on the roof. Yeah. I, I was in Colorado one year. It was in uh, like June. We went up into the mountains four-wheeling. Yeah. And we got up to about 12.8. Oh, that's higher. And it's, it's kind of like uh, grassy and nothing else up there, you know. But we were at this one place. And there was all these mountain goats all over, and they were shedding yeah. and stuff. But we got really close to them. I mean, you could get out and get, like, I'm talking 15, 20 feet from them. Yeah. And that was about it. And you know where they went? Over the cliff. They would, they would, that was their way of escaping from you. If you got too close, they would go right over the mountain, and they would jump down on these little rocks, and they would stand on these yeah. rocks. And it's on like, the side of a cliff. On the side of this mountain that would go just straight down. And, and you like, would think, how could they do that yeah. without... Killing themselves? Yeah, but they just kind of, boom, hop right over. And I'm like, where'd they go? They're committing suicide. I know. It's it, it's know? amazing it's how Lemmings those... over the cliff. Yeah. And then you'd go back into the vehicle, and they'd hop right back up on the grass and start eating. It's but amazing how those mountain would... goats can yeah. do that. It's amazing. I see, you know, you see stuff on TV of them just hop, going along the side of a mountain. Yeah. And it's a 3,000-foot drop yeah. or something, you know, and it's no big deal. They don't deal have any ropes. But be, no. be that close to them no and see what they're standing on. And you're like, I wouldn't even climb up on that. <laughs> and they're standing on some and little just ledge. they four little legs, and they, they can land they must, on that stuff. There must be something in their brain that gives them special balance or something, you know? Oh, I'm maybe sure. Maybe there is nothing in their brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it's a good thing. It's all in their feet. They got it's, little, it's, it's uh, all they, in have, their they feet. have soft pads. Do they really? On their feet, yeah. Okay, so that's all in the, yep. it's all in the footwork. They have a toenail, wow. but they have a, a soft pad. Yeah, you know, it's all in the sho- it's all in the shoes, guys. All the shoes. Nike it's... ought to do a promotion there. Goat shoes. They'll yeah. ruin it. Yeah, hey. they'll ruin it. Yeah, Put something on it. And they'll have the Just goat. Everybody. And they'll have some goat won't stand for the national anthem, and that'll be it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> a whole other topic. <laughs> we have all the goats kneeling. <laughs> Just what we need. We'll think they're praying, yeah. but they're not. Well, Every, you know, we'll goats are atheists. Everybody knows let, goats let those, are, goats are farm, evil creatures. They let don't believe in God. farm animals pull that on <laughs> us and right. see what happens. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I see one kneeling chicken. He's done. <laughs> Bam. He's, yeah. He'll be dinner. That's yeah. right. Who do you got on the line, Sam? Bill in Milwaukee. <laughs> hey, good morning, Bill. How you doing today? Morning, gentlemen. Hey, what's up? Say so you got a taxidermist on, correct? Yes, yes. correct. So I haven't had the opportunity yet in 40 years of hunting, kind of like Bushy. Been there, done that, but a little shy sometimes. Uh, when we get a trophy and we, we, we want to mount this deer, we know it in the field, it's a nice big buck or whatever. What's the proper way to gut, tape, uh, get it to the taxidermist so we preserve it so he doesn't have to do extra work for us? I'll hang up and listen, and thanks for the program. All right. All thanks, right. Bill. Okay. Well, so, Dan? You, you should have have uh, somebody process it for you. The processors are very good at skinning. I mean, they're taking in hundreds of deer. You know, even if you go to, with an outfitter hunting or something, those skinner, those outfitters, the guides, they know how to skin these animals because people are there for trophies. So they right. know the proper way, too. But uh, you should take it, you know, gut your deer in the field. And then take it to a butcher shop, uh, a mark, meat market, or whoever's doing your processing for them. And um, 
if they can't do it, if they say, oh, we don't know how to cape deer, we don't do it, then find another processor that what will. What about if he wants to do it himself? Just well, yeah, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of steps I could sit and go into it, but bore a lot of people. But yeah. you call, could call a taxidermist or call somebody that's done it before. But yeah. give us a call. I mean, we'll we'll walk you through it. It's not that hard. What, what's your you phone know? number out there? Two six two five six zero zero four four five. And yet they could yeah. also can they Google Dan Johnson taxidermy? Yep, Dan and, Johnson and taxidermy. And that'll pop up. Yep. Okay. Go to my website and just give me a call. But uh, you know, well. You know, some people don't want to mess with the meat. You right. Know, they don't know how to butcher it. I don't want to mess with the meat. You know, if I, I, I could do it. I've done it before, but I, I'm not going to do it. Take it to a butcher and let the butcher right, skin it right. out. Right, And I think uh, one place years ago, I think they only charged 15 bucks more to cape it, I right. think. Yeah. So, yeah, you're better off doing that. And in the field, you know, just field dress it. But, uh, I mean, like Dan was saying earlier, you can cut into the brisket a little bit if you want to help so reach up and there. cut cut yeah. the windpipe and, and cut around the diaphragm. But uh, don't don't go, you know, splitting it, you know, all the way up too far. Um, so it, just do that, field dress it, and then take it. Uh, shoot, I think I think even Carl's Country Meats over there. Oh, they do a lot of that. They'd Because uh, I took a buck to them years ago, and they asked... Matter of fact, they did cape one for me years ago. I got a nice little eight point with my thirty two special, and it wasn't a real trophy, but it was kind of a nice memory the way I shot it up on the ridge with the old open sighted rifle that I got as a kid. And so I did actually take it to them, and they actually did cape it for me. That was meant, yeah, I don't know how many years ago. Right. Fifteen years ago. Yeah, or they whatever. do. They they take in a lot of. As a matter of fact, out at Carl's Country Market, they've got a semi out there, a refrigerated semi. Sure. Because they get so many deer out there, you know, so they got to have a refrigerated semi, you know, yeah. so then as they're pulling them in, they stay fresh. So And, and when you drag the deer, oh, don't put the rope around the neck. There's yeah. a good tip you right know, there. Put, okay, good. You can good. actually take the front legs and put the legs up in the antlers and then drag it by the antlers. But yeah. always, you're going to want to drag it forward so okay. you don't mess the hair up the other and, way. And, yeah, and, right. and likewise, if it's hanging at the hunting cabin, don't have a rope around its neck right. and have it hanging by the neck. Hang it right. upside down or hang it by the, the antlers. Antlers. Okay, yeah, yeah that's a great tip right you'll there. You'll ruin hair. You'll break hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and you, you see a lot of guys doing yeah. that. Yeah. Wrap it around I mean, their neck like yeah, like they're the yeah. Boston Strangler and yeah. break that thing <laughs> right. up. Yeah. Hey, listen, we got to go to a break right now, folks. You're listening to 105.7 FM, The Fan, and 12.50 AM. <laughs> This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors with Dan Bush and me, Tom Neubauer. Special guest in the studio, Dan Johnson from Dan Johnson Taxidermy. And, of course, Sam Smith's on the boards. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, uh, we've got it. Uh, one of our uh, listeners again sent more useful information. Uh, the Deer Hunter movie was three hours and four minutes long. Oh, three hours. I thought three it was hours closer and four, to four minutes long. It's yeah. a long movie, though. Yeah. yeah, it was. It takes you through. Didn't it have a sad, sad ending, though? Didn't the guy, kid, guy get killed in the end or died? His friend died in. 
over there. I forget. There. I, I think so. I think somebody did What's die. What's the matter with you guys? I mean, how I old so. are you guys? I well, mean, I thought, a lot of gray hairs. That was yeah. a long time ago Heart when I saw and that everything movie. Else, you that guys a, can't remember, I guess. That was or, a long time ago. Yeah, I, I think I was in college at the time, yeah. and I thought, I saw the title The Deer Hunter, and being a dope that I was, thought it was a movie about yeah. deer hunting. Yeah. And, and, and all I got to see was one bullet, one shot Stevie shoot a red stag. Yeah, I was going to say, weren't they in like in upstate the, New in York? In the yeah, 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 and red stag are in the Adirondacks. I don't think but so. But it looked like a red stag, right? Yeah. Remember? Yeah, it didn't look like a normal buck, like a white tail. It didn't no. look like a white tail. What's the matter yeah. with these movie producers? Why don't they consult? That's it. That's the it. Union, it was Dan a union Bush. stag. The union, union stag. stag. They just, to get it I think action. I've seen that stag in six different movies. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he's always used I the white tail. They, Why not then, use a stag? And then they put a red nose on it and put you know, it, dress it up at Christmas. Right. It's <laughs> kind of like... The white tail gets all the gigs. <laughs> right. Uh, what was that uh, musky fishing movie that it was so bad it's funny? Uh, uh, Bloodhook? Bloodhook, where they only had one lure in the whole damn movie. It was a red and white topwater something or other. <laughs> that was about 10 inches long. Yeah, and about two inches in diameter. They only had one lure in the whole movie. That's what the only one you ever saw anybody using. And mm-hmm. it was like, boy, are you guys that cheap? <laughs> this movie you only got one lure. <laughs> you know, that and was the other hunting one was the what, Escanaba in the moonlight. That was yeah, that was. And that movie yeah. started out okay, but then it had kind it of a died. lame ending. It's yeah. like they ran like, out of material yeah, at the like end. Two thirds yeah. of the movie were, was really good, and then that last third just was stupid was, with the aliens. Yeah, and stuff. just it just got off the wall. Where yeah. they did, it's like they didn't was, know how to finish the. Maybe exactly. the writer was a union guy too, <laughs> right. and he went on strike. Yeah. Right, he was he was with the dog, goat dog, yeah. guard dogs, goat dogs, and yeah. none of them were working that day. But Escanaba in the moonlight, yeah, that w- it was a good idea, good premise. They just didn't know how to finish it, you know. And there there have been some other ones out there, I'm sure. I and they were making think. fun of the guy for not having ever got a buck. Weren't they giving him yeah, some crap? Yeah, that's another movie that I should probably watch again. You know, just to, well, now that you're recovering from major heart surgery, yeah, I can you sit down and watch some. Yeah. Of these. I had to, yeah. I had to be a good friend and go get go rent a bunch of movies for you. Oh, you don't have to. I got it all on the fire stick. You got a fire stick? Oh yeah, yeah, got it all on there. Just got to type it in and boom, you know, there I, it is. I got to tell a story about Bushy. Oh, okay. no, no, Bushy is no. the greatest story. Oh, no, it's a good story. Okay, go ahead. Bushy is a great storyteller. I mean, you guys, I listen to your radio show. He's The guy can tell a story, yeah. right? He's captivating. Well, we went to, he went to Lake Erie with, with this one year, a bunch of guys. <laughs> and uh, we, would, we had a cabin that had no television. So after a day of fishing and then some drinking and everybody kind of claw, crawls into these beds, all the beds were in one room. One little bunk, bunk bed. Bunk beds right, and right, stuff. Right. And Bushy's up there, and he starts telling a story about the island of Kelly's Island on Lake Erie. And he makes up this story about Captain Cooley was hired to come to the island, and then there was a man. <laughs> they were building a railroad they were build, across. Building there. a railroad. <laughs> they didn't know where it was going, yeah. but they just wanted a railroad across the island. And, and everybody is just cracking up, right? And we go the next day, next night. Bushy, tell us some more of this story, right? And he's telling this whole story. I get back here to the States, you know, back to Wisconsin, and I'm watching this movie that came out, and it had been out for a while, and it's called Ghost in the Darkness. Yep, yep. He was telling us a story of a movie that he had making it up for, like, Kelly's Island, right? Actually, it was before the movie ever came out. Oh, because you read read the book? I'd read the book. Yeah. It was The Man-Eating Lions of Savo. Oh, and okay. I've got the book at home. It was written by a Colonel 
Patterson or something. Yeah. And, uh, and and actually and actually I got another book called Man is the Prey that was written by Peter Hathaway. Yeah. Caps chap chapstick or right. capstick. And I took a play on words and called him Colonel Chapstick, <laughs> the great white hunter. Yeah, yeah you're right. So, so I borrowed all that stuff. So we go exploring one day. And the coolies, was, when the, I use the word coolies, yeah, the coolies, that's actually the name that they called the Indian workers that were working oh, yeah. on the railroad. They called them coolies. And they'd import them from India. In fact, the book uh, that I have written by the guy, it, it, one one part, it, 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 paragraph, it talks about. It says the coolies, never known for their courage, <laughs> ran out of the. You know, it makes them rip on the coolies that they weren't necessarily yeah. known for their courage. So, so then we go on these little expeditions on the island. Again, it's too too rough to fish. Got to burn some time. So we go walking around the island, and there was there's a lot of these uh, limestone mines. You know where they they yeah. mine the limestone, where we're walking around and there's a set of railroad tracks under the water. And he goes, "See, there's the railroad tracks. <laughs> there they are." And then we go down this street, oh, God. and the street is called Cooley. And oh he goes, no! See Cooley. They named it after the. And then we go to the to the bar on the west end of the island, and there's this uh, statue on the bar of this. He's a sailor. <laughs> and he goes, "There's." Captain Chapstick, right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and we're just like, oh yeah, come that, up that, with this? That's funny. Yeah, we had. I remember we were laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, we were laughing funny. so hard. I think your brother fell out of his bed. He was choking. He was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had every a, night. Is Dan tell us a story? Tell us a bedtime story. <laughs> oh, I remember. I said how each night the lions would come and a couple more coolies would disappear, <laughs> yeah. but nobody really cared. It was kind of like coolie come, coolie go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, back uh, when the Chinese were building the railroads out west, they were called that too. They were called coolies. They called them coolies. Yeah, they were. Called you know, coolies when I worked too. for James Cape and Sons, working construction, uh, Arlen, a guy named Arlen, he was a maniac. He's I'm sure he's dead now. He lived up by Wisconsin Rapids, and he was our supervisor. He his hands always shook. He was always so nervous. And then when Bobby Cape, the head of Cape, would come around, boy, Arlen would be jumping and nervous, <laughs> screaming and yelling at us. He'd cuss people out, but he called us hoolies. <laughs> he had it confused, and it was hoolies. And all that. he'd always come on, I need a couple of used hoolies. Get on a truck and come on down here. we got to shovel this concrete. Uh-huh. Yeah, hoolies. He had it mistaken. Yeah, it's he hoolies. Had, he had that confused. I think in misery, I think in misery, uh, the lady uses that term, and she talks about how they used to hobble the coolies if they went yeah. to... I think, tried I think to she escape. mentioned the oh, word that coolies. That was a twisted movie. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was really I don't think good. I can watch that one again, I could, though. I could have that was nightmares after that. Yeah. that was... I'm your biggest fan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> With fans like that. Right. Tom, we I don't mean, have any fans when, that are going to hobble us, do we? I'll tell you, when she hobbled, uh, what was that actor's name? James Kahn? Uh, James, James Kahn. When yeah. she hobbled James Kahn, I could feel it in my ankles. In the book, I think they actually cut the guy's leg. Feet off. In the book? Oh, really? In the book. They, yeah, it's a, really? that's a Stephen King one, I think. Yeah. They, yeah. In the book, I think she actually cuts his legs off or his, his feet. feet off. Really? Yeah. Ooh. So I, James Conn got it easy. A lot of he work. only got hobbled. He didn't get his legs cut off. How'd you like that to happen to you, Sam? No, I'm have, good. <laughs> have somebody hit the bottom of your, right, right at your heel with a sledgehammer. Oh. So it breaks all your bones. Oh, my God. That, yeah, that was, a, that was a good movie, but yeah. creepy. 
creepy. It was creepy. I was I was counting on him getting away, but then she noticed one little thing had moved. Oh, that's right. He was working slow. Yeah, and then she he was going to drug her, right? Yeah, yeah. They were going to yeah. have a nice dinner, and and he yeah. was acting like he was dating her, and he was trying to. And I think she knocked it over and spilled it. Mm-hmm. And oh, how clumsy of me! And he's like, oh crap. Yeah, and then that she the, shot. Then she shot the sheriff. That was the poison. Yeah. She shot the sheriff, yeah. but she didn't shoot the deputy. There was no deputy in the movie. <laughs> no, actually, a deputy did come out there at the yeah, end, I didn't he? Maybe. I think, well, I'm not sure now. I think it was Don Knotts. He pulled the one, yeah. bullet, out of his, he pulled the one bullet out of his it pocket. Don Knotts. Just like yeah. one, one shot, Stevie. Yeah. What? Didn't she have goats in the backyard, too? Who? The, well, the lady. Oh, the lady in Misery? Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't think so. All strange ladies have goats. You know, know. guys out there. If you you meet a lady with, you know, eight cats or Or, one goat or snakes, if they got snakes, run away. I guarantee you, you could find a chick with snakes. She's probably got eighteen tattoos on her body. Yeah. 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 All right, let's go to a break at, right. with that, and uh, let's get. I mean, let's why get, can't I meet a nice girl yeah. like that? And let's not get any nasty phone calls with ladies with tattoos. They look just fine on you. Or goats. We're yeah, fine. Or, or, yeah, we're this fine with the, goats. In today's but world, is, you can be Dan whatever looking, you want to yeah. be. We're Dan just looking, we're, though. tell you yeah. what. If you even we're, think you're a goat, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> we're we just care. joking around. We're here. not here to yeah. judge. If you can whip up a hex or something on Dan Bush, you can have them. Yeah, you go. We'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, 799-1250 uh, is, uh, is the number. Give us a call if you got a hunting or fishing report. I imagine there's still a lot of hunters probably trying to get their, uh, yeah. their last or, wraps. Or if you got a taxidermy question for Dan Johnson from Dan Johnson Taxidermy. But right now, Mr. Johnson has got something very interesting and unique that we're going to kick off today, and we're going to be mentioning it every week until when is he coming in, uh, Evert? The 18th of January. 18, until the 18th of January, the grand prize is going to be drawn well, then when Evert is here. But tell us about it, Dan. What it is, we have a, a safari that Evert has donated for a, a listener that would like to enter this and just get their name into a drawing. And what it is, it's uh, five free days out of a seven- or a ten-day hunt, and you get two animals included along with some taxidermy uh, credit for one of the animals. By you. By me. Yeah. Okay? So, again, if you're interested in going to Africa and you've never been there, here's a chance. That we, I don't know. Uh, we've had some listeners come to the, our meeting in, right. at Warren Valley in the past uh, when Evert comes in and people ask questions. But we're going to have a, a drawing. And you can win this. So if you got another hunter that would like to come with you, this is going to be about a, a savings of about $4,000 a person. Okay. So it has to be a, a seven- or ten-day uh, hunt for one hunter at least, up to four. You could bring four. four and they all get the same savings? They so get the so same like, savings. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. like if four people went, it'd be a savings of $16,600. Wow. Correct. 
Okay, and how do they um, enter? So what they have to do is they have to go to sadakasafaris.co.za. Uh, okay, that's a the, we don't they don't have .com over there. Right, right. So you have to go to Ebert's um, website, which is again Sadaka Safaris. That's S A D A K A, just like it sounds. Safaris.co.za, and um, they has a slogan for his um, website, and and uh, it's on the front page. You're going to text that to 262-781-1704 along with your um, name, it, name, and, name email. and email address. That'll put you in the drawing, and then we'll send you the rules and stuff, uh, you know, of, of the trip itself. So you got an idea what, what all is included, what's not included, and everything. I mean, it's a list of stuff. Right, And if right. you have any questions, you can call um, that number, or you can call my store, too, and we'll help you answer some of that. So stuff if somebody too. wants to enter right now, they can actually go to sadakasafaris.co.za. So it's S-A-D-A-K-A-S-A-F-A-R-I-S.co.za. Go to that website, um, find out what their slogan is, and then... Text that answer to 262-781-1704, and uh, send your name and email, and uh, you will be entered in that drawing. So yep. if anybody wants yeah. to go, do it right now. Yeah. So if somebody, yeah, if somebody wanted to go to Africa for, uh, well, either Super safari works, right? The the shooting safari or the camera one. This is this is a hunting. Safari. This is just, this is a, hunting just safari. a hunting safari. There, okay. There are other excursions that are right. available. You can go to a cheetah ranch, a right. cheetah breeding ranch, and on elephants and <coughs> other other outings that yeah. are available and stuff, spas and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, this but, is a hunting right. hunting package that's okay. put together. And, and it's quite a savings for somebody who really well, a great who wants deal to if go. You've been planning on doing right. a hunt, yeah. Because something otherwise it might cost you. I don't. I don't know how much it would cost a normal. Yeah. I know we got a lot of hunters package. out there that, uh, yeah. that listen to us. And as far as finding the website, you could just Google Sadaka Safaris, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that'll get you right to the website. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, it's and and we and we also have a little special that if you don't win, but you still would like to do this, there's some deep discounts that he's going to give. Right to when he comes when he comes here in uh, January. Well, what what's a good so. deal is it is if one guy wins, he can get that same deal for three other guys. Yeah, up to four people. Yeah, yeah. So you'd be not yep. just winning for one person. I mean, four people right. would be winning if that one winner wants to bring some people, yep, and save some money. And you can do bow archery or gun. Okay. Boy, that that sounds. Now, all of this, all the, these prizes and everything, are the sole responsibility of Sadaka Safaris, Correct. right? Correct. And, so Dan, the ones, and Dan Johnson taxes yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> we'll hang our neck out there too. But you're only hearing yeah. about it here but on yeah, our this, show. This is the only place yep. you'll hear that about. And yep. uh, so, so we're yeah, going to be promoting this for the next uh, weeks, and then the drawing will probably be on January 18th. And we'll actually, uh, Dan, probably come on in and announce Ebert, the winner Ebert here. Ebert will be here. Yeah. Okay, Ebert will do it right here on the show. Yeah, yeah. Ebert yeah. will be here. and uh, Cool. And you ne- you, that's right, Sam. You never met Ebert. No. He's a real he, nice guy. Very nice I guy. Mean, if, he might bring his son with him, you know. Nice but, guy. And, and then he'll actually be doing a meet and greet at Wern Valley Sportsman's Club on Monday, January 20th. Right. 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 And uh, even though he does talk a little different... 
<laughs> he's got it. You, he's you got can understand. You can understand him. Yep. Yeah, you can understand him easy enough. How's so. how's that worked with him? Uh, when we talked to him when he was here before, there were problems as far as like if you shot like a leopard or whatever, you still couldn't import the right. Back. Still, Is that still yeah, in, in effect? Those rules are still in effect. Is that yet. like the animal rights activists that got yeah, that? They lobby against. Well, did you see where uh, Trump gave special dispensation to some guy with a black rhino? To have it brought to the United States, oh, I remember seeing something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, he really? gave, a couple months you ago. can you can yeah. petition the government to get a special dispensation to do that. Whether or not they say yes or no, I think depends on how much money you donated to their campaign. Right. <laughs> well, I yeah. believe yeah. I say that tongue in cheek. I don't right. know if that's true. Well, don't. Don, I believe Don Jr. did an African safari years ago, mm-hmm. and he had put some some pictures up on you know social media and stuff. And of course, he was getting ripped for that. Yeah, so that happens. Yeah, I think yep. Trump is a friend of the hunter, yeah. actually. Yes, yeah. he is. And the gun owner. And the gun yeah. owners. Yep. Yeah. Well, listen, guys. Uh, Dan Johnson from Dan yep. Johnson Tax Derby. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks for uh, having all me. All interesting stuff. You always are an excellent guest. Announcing an exciting yeah. contest That's for one right. of our lucky listeners. And I'm glad to be back. And I'll see you all next week. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah, Tom. That's all I got right good now. Good to see you. That's back. all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to Skipper Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Shoot straight, my friends. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.